All right, here we go. Good, uh, good yomtiv, Shana Rabba. Let's get started. We're up to Toshma on Davkuf Bay's Omar Aleph. We are five lines from the top of the Daf, from the top of the Yomar. And the Gemara is now going to prove whether uh, who's correct between these two beloved brother-in-laws, Rabbi Echanan and Reish Lakish, who, as we learned yesterday, had a machlekes about when somebody writes to somebody else that I owe you $100 without Adam. He just writes over in his own handwriting and puts his own signature, whatever he does on his own. He admits that he owns the money, whether it's going to establish a debt like witnesses or not. Rechonin says it does establish a debt. Rechonin says it does not. And let's try to prove who's correct. Tashma, come and listen. Somebody has a child, and then they write to a coin, by the way, I owe you five salam. So we don't know what it's for. Is he trying to give him a present? Is he trying to do this to be paid to redeem the, for the Kedusha of his child? We assume it's a gift. You're obligated to give him the five slime. <coughs> Excuse me. And your son is not redeemed. Now, why aren't you redeemed? You, you, uh, you gave over to him. You wrote to him that I'm obligated to. You see from over here that even a note that doesn't have any specific adim is considered a valid debt. That's why you owe it. It must be Rabbi Echanan is correct, that it is indebtedness. Says the not necessarily true, shiny hasam. That case of the Kayan is different. Because you're already obligated biblically to the five slum to the Kayan. That's what you always need to do if you want to redeem your child. So when you have a pre-existing obligations and now you're going to write something, so what you're doing is you have something already in existence and now you're getting more specific with it. You're not creating a new debt. However, the is when a person's mom is creating a new debt. So in, in such a case where you want to start a debt, maybe Reish Lakish would be correct that it's not effective. So we don't know. We don't know. There's no proof from that case. It's Mariachi, if that's true, I might cause up. Why did he write the note? Meaning by the Kayin. Why do you write the note? If there's a pre-existing Chiyuv, there's no need to write a note. No, because until you, you uh, write a note, you owe it to Shevet Kahuna, to every Kayin. Over here, by writing it to a specific Kayin, so you're giving it, you're, you're writing that you're the Kayin who's going to receive the five slum as opposed to anybody else. If so, if he's being so specific and he's giving it to this specific guy, why isn't this a Pidna Ben? This kid should be redeemed. Says Gemara, I'll tell you why. Kedula, Damarula, Devar Torah, Padoi Lechisha Yitain. Really, biblically, when the father gives the money over to the coin, the kid is redeemed. Why did the Chachamim say, but it, but your Lamaisa, even though biblically it would be okay, it ain't? Gezerah, Shamayam, Rupai, the Mishtaris. We're concerned that in general people are going to say that kids could be redeemed with Shtaris as opposed to guilt, as opposed to money. And Mamela, where there's a separate reasoning in place. Fine. Bottom line is, do we have a proof to Reish Lakish? No. There's no proof to Reish Lakish that a note is, is uh, effective. I'm sorry. There's no proof to Rabbi Yechanan that uh, a note of indebtedness is effective. Reish Lakish may very well be correct. Ah, what about the case of Pinna Ben? It's exactly the Rabbanan. That doesn't work. Okay. <coughs> Omar Rava Rava says Kitanoi This machlekes Is actually A machlekes tanam This machlekes about When somebody writes an IOU To somebody else Whether or not it's effective Like you did in front of With Adam 
It's like a machlok yastanam. Arev, if you have a cosigner who guarantees a loan, hayyitzay achar chitom shtares. When you have a, a uh, uh, an arev, somebody, as we said before, somebody who cosigns, somebody who guarantees a loan, hayyotzay achar chitom shtares, which goes after the the chasima, the signing of the documents. Okay. So you have the documents stating alone, and then you have the signatures, and then afterwards you have the cosigner signing on it, and he he agrees, what to what happened? So in such a case, if the lender is ever going to go to the cosigner, the guarantor to collect his land, so then he can he can uh, collect even from nechasim benechayr, nechasim that don't have a lien on it. Why? It's got to be because when you signed on to this document, you this is a full fledged um, sheepwood. It's a full fledged uh, obligation that you're writing, and it's we're right now we're going to view this as if the arev is as, it's as if it's an IOU. He's saying to the lender, "I owe you this money." You signed on afterwards. My There's a story that came in front of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says, that the that they could collect from nechasim benechayr, and so we see that lemaisa we paskin like this lehalacha. Okay, now did witnesses sign on the guarantor as part of it? No, but you still see it seems to be like Rabbi Yechon. I'm like Rabbi Nanas. Rabbi says no, ain't a gaiva. You can't lay nechasim benechayr v'lay minechasim mishubadim. Okay, because you signed all the way on the bottom. There's no witnesses on it, and therefore it's not a valid IOU. Amar lay lama, why not? Why not? Amarlai explains. If somebody is being chaynik, literally means he's choking his friend in the marketplace. Now it's referring to he's demanding payment. He's choking him for money, you know. And his friend finds him. And he says to the, uh, the lender who's choking the, the borrower because he wants him to pay back. He says, listen, leave him alone. I'll pay it off. Just cut it out. Potter, the Allah is afterwards, he's not obligated to pay off. Because the, the, uh, the uh, initial loan had nothing to do with this guarantee. Your guarantee is coming afterwards. Bishas, oh, there's no repayment. So now, you, now you're going to say, you know, you're trying to save the guy's life. You don't want him to, you, you don't want him to be choked to death. You're being a nice fellow. But since at the time of the actual loan, nothing, uh, I wasn't the one who signed on to it, okay, I wasn't the one who signed on to it, the Mela, um, the, there's no Chiv, says the Gemara, let's say Rabbi Yechanan who says, it is a Hizchaivus, it is an obligation, holds like Rabbi Shmuel, <coughs> excuse me, and Rish Lakish, it's going to be holding like bananas. Who says it's not going to be valid? Says the Gemara. I'll leave it to bananas. According to bananas, kol yamalei pligi. There's no machlokes. Meaning both Rabbi Yechon and Rish could agree in the situation of bananas that he's not obligated when he's trying to save the guy who's being choked in the marketplace. In such a case, everybody will agree there's no obligation. Keep pligi. Where's the machlokes? Top of Amud Beis. I'll leave it to Rabbi Shmuel in the opinion of uh, in the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Okay, now let's explain why. Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yechanan's going like Rabbi Shmuel. In full throttle. He's completely like Rabbi Shmuel. Yeah? 
If I sign on a document that I am I'm chayav, the halacha is I am chayav. That's it. My, they can come and collect from me. Rabbi Shlomo is going to say no. He's arguing in what Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. He says, "Listen, Rabbi Shmuel's opinion about the core story of the marketplace is That's because in general, a a arave, a co-signer, a guarantor is is a mechoyev in a shibur Because according to him, even if I walk over to somebody and I say, "I owe you money in front of witnesses," biblically, my land becomes. Uh, obligated him, but in our case, there's no shaykhs to shibud daraisa. In the same way, you can't create a shibud through speech. You, somebody can't come to my land and collect it. So too, it can't be collected with a document that doesn't have adim that sign on it. Okay. Bottom line is, says the Gemara, we tried saying that perhaps the machlekes Rabbi Yechon Reishlakim is the same machlekes in Rabbi and Bananas, and we're walking away by saying. It's not necessarily true. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Amr of Gidol, Amr of Gidol says in the name of Rav. You have, you have families that are getting together for what we call in our day and age a Tanoim. All right, what's a Tanoim? So nowadays it's more of a customary type of thing. But the families get together and they commit financially to each other to take care of the bride and groom. So if one, if the father of the kala says to the father of the how much money are you giving to this couple? How much giving to your son for the marriage? He says, I'll give a hundred dollars. Okay, I'll give a hundred. What are you going to give? He says, I'll give that. And they go ahead and there's a kedushin. There is a kinyan. You know why? You don't need any other kinyan here. You don't have to do anything. Just the verbal agreement is a type of thing that's nicknamed by Mira. Just the speech and the agreement itself obligates the both sides, parents, to this couple. Amar Rav Rav says, Mestavar Mosa Dirav Bebitoi Nara. Rav's halacha is Mestavar, it makes sense, by Bitoi Nara. When the daughter is between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months, and her body has not yet reached the age of complete adulthood. The Kamati Hana Liyadeh. Because over there, there is Hana that's coming to his hand. All right, you know, the, the fact that he's benefiting, that gain makes it that he's now obligated. There's no benefit of Kedushin to him. He's not getting any of the money, any of the money of marriage. You know, what's he benefiting? That his daughter's out of the house? Okay. But like, yeah, so then just his commitment is not enough. You need to have a real, like, signed Tanoyim. Valikim, Amar Rav, Afilu Bagaris. He says, "One second, I know for a fact." Rav said, "Even by Bagaris, a word is all it takes." say this, Avi Aben, the father of the boy, Why is he obligated on his side just with words? What, what you know? What sort of hana is he getting? He's he's not gaining anything monetarily. Just the opposite. He's the one paying. Says You're right. Rather, you know, we say. It's just the hana of having of being mishadich with each other, of being becoming mechutonim, mechutonim, mechasnei, mechutonim, gamri makani ladadi. That's what obligates them to each other. So it's not a it's not about receiving money or not receiving money. They're obligating themselves because of this intangible, this just gishmak, this hana that's coming about by their children uh, being together, and that applies 
whether she the the kala is in the age of a nara or whether the kala is in the age of a bagaris, it won't make a difference. Amadei Ravina Ravashi, Ravina says to Ravashi, Tevarim halalu nitnu likasev. These things nitnu likasev should be put into writing. Uh, should it be put into writing? A light nitnu likasev, or should it be not put into writing? Meaning. If a, if a verbal tanayim, a verbal uh, a financial arrangement is enough, should we write it down? Amar no. There's, there's no mile of, there's no gain of putting it into, into uh, there's no gain of putting it into writing. And actually just the opposite, just the opposite, we prefer not. We prefer not. Um, because if you do that, it's going to start making it like a, um, like a, a shibud, like a balchayv, as if we have uh, lenders and borrowers here. And that's not the type of sheep we want to put into place. Says Gemara Eisrei, that's a challenging question. Smart people would write, Says here you see it is smart to write things down, and you, it is permitted to write what we call, we'd call a prenup, you know, a, a, a financial arrangement prior to a marriage. Says Gemara, my kaisim, I mean, they should just say it. Says Gemara, why would you, what do you mean? But you said write. The karyle la miraksiva. You're going to call write. You're going to call speaking writing. In Vatanan, and we learned in the Mishnah. So we see that saying and writing very often goes hands in hand. And it's known that Rav Pam, who talked to his family, he would say, "In our family, a word is as good as a contract." That's how careful somebody needs to be with their commitment, with their with their verbal commitments. Beautiful Zok the Gemara Viker. All right, Tashma, come and listen. We don't write Starim of unless both sides are in full agreement of the Erisin and Nesu. With the agreement of both, you do write it. Again, my love story, Psikoso. So you see, you should be writing um, financial arrangements when it comes to marriage. It means just to start Erisin, nothing to do with finances. Just the document, we know that a woman is acquired with the documents. We're referring to the document of acquisition, not referring to the financial document, because if something was written it was for her sake, which didn't agree, they say she is yeah? again, because it has to be written with both parties' agreement. So again, we have no right. Toshma, come and listen. Mesu. Let's say the um, let's say the husband dies. When I say so the daughters of the um, husbands, they when I say Zionists are going to support the daughters. But any daughter that's not is, which is the daughter of the wife that they married and, and committed themselves, like the case where the, you marry uh, a woman, you commit yourself to support her daughter for a certain amount of time. So she's supportive of Mishubadim. Because she's like a Balaschayv. It must be that you could write these financial documents when it comes to marriage arrangements. There was an actual Kenyan that was done over there. And since it was a, a, an actual Kenyan, a Kenyan was done. So that's why she could take from the Chassam Mishibada. But it's not because of any sort of 
verbal or written agreement. That itself didn't do anything. It was the, it was the Kenyan, the act of uh, acquisition itself that allows her to collect from the Chosme Shabbatim. Says Gemara Yochi, if that's true, Benayis Nami, their own daughters as well should be able to collect from the Chosme Shabbatim if they made the acquisition. Says, well, they did. So they, we'll say they didn't, but it's Okay. The stepdaughters, the other, the wife's daughter made an acquisition. Here they didn't. Says the Gemara, well, how do you know? My Pasca. How do you know that one made an Akinian, one didn't make a Kenyan? Yeah. Says the Gemara, you're right. Ihi, rather, her, meaning the wife's daughter, since she was there at the time of the Kenyan, the acquisition between husband and wife, so the Kenyan was valid for her. But by his own daughters, they weren't there at the time of the Kenyan because we're going to assume these daughters were born after husband and wife were married. So they're his daughters. They weren't alive at the time of the acquisition. They came around afterwards. The Kenyan didn't work. Meaning the Kenyan only works for somebody who was alive and kicking and breathing in this world. Which uh, refers to a, a previous stepdaughter. But a daughter the, themselves who was not yet around. So the Kenyan did not work for them because they were a Dabar Shalai Balaylam. They were in, in existence that wasn't yet in the world. Says Gemara, Milai Askinam. I don't understand. Didn't we say David Bishas Kenyan? Are, are, uh, are we only speaking about daughters that were born after? And not daughters that were born before the Shas Kinyan. What's the case? I'll give you. What happens if you have a couple? They're married. They have daughters. They get divorced. They remarry. Those original daughters are his daughters. They were there at the time of Kinyan of the second marriage. And still, we don't give them the Chasim Mishubadim. Why not? A stepdaughter who doesn't have the Tanai Bezdin, so we're going to allow the Kenyan to work for Bonais, the Esnu B'Tanai Bezdin, Loi Mahani Lukinin. The Kenyan uh, doesn't work for her. Okay, why? Because they have their own means of collecting. They don't need to rely on this Kenyan. We want to, we want to help everybody out over here, so the ones that need the help will help. Says the Gemara, Migra Gara, because they don't have this Bezdin, they should be weakened. Says the Gemara, I don't like that. Ella rather... And we'll end with this. What's the, what's the bottom logic? Why the daughters cannot collect from Meshubadim, but stepdaughters can? But by his own daughters, the reason why, uh, the reason why they don't collect from Meshubadim, since they have a Tanai Bezin. So we'll say, listen, you know, they, uh, the father took care of them already. They were his daughters. He made sure that they had what, what they needed in order to be supported. And the Mela, since we assume that they already got what, their, what his obligation was to them, we're not going to allow them to collect from uh, Mishubadim. However, his stepdaughters, he doesn't feel the same achraya, same responsibility to, and we're not concerned that he took care of them before he passed away. Hence, we're going to permit them to take from Nechos and Mishubadim. Period, two dots, five lines from the bottom of Kuf Bey's Amad Bey's. La what was the case? So remember, the case of the Mishnah was where you have a man marries a woman and commits to support her daughter for five years. They get divorced. She marries another man. That man commits to support her daughter for five years. They get divorced. She marries a third man. We said all three men are now obligated each individually to finance this daughter. She's going to get triple. And it's not like they all split it. No, she's going to receive triple either with food or with money, but she's entitled to the whole value. 
the Mishnah therefore said, what should a person do when he wants to commit to support a wife's, she's a wife's children? You should say, as long as I'm married to you, I will support your children. And the moment you get divorced, you don't need to take care of her kids anymore. Let's get into this. Amar Rav Chista says, Zotomeret vat etzel ima. This is basically telling us that a daughter comes along with her mother. Daughter comes along with her mother. Meaning, even if she's an adult, it seems, if a man marries a woman, the assumption is, your, or the understanding is, that um, you or your estate will have to support both mother and daughter. How do you know that it's referring even to an adult daughter of a garris? Maybe... It's only maybe the only time an estate has to take care of mother and daughter is when the daughter is a katana because of a maisa shahaya. Okay, now we're going to tell a story which is uh, which is sad, a sad story, which was Ditani <coughs> A person dies and they leave and he leaves over a young son to the mother. She has a young son and a, a wife, a widow. So, the father's family who inherited the money says, "We want to raise this young boy." I want to raise my child. The the boy stays with the mother, and he doesn't go with people who otherwise would be worthy of inheriting him. And there was a story where the baby was given over to the husband's family and he was killed. He was killed on the first, uh, on the first night. And the reason why they did it is because if there wouldn't be a child, they would get the inheritance. First goes the boy, then goes the family. And um, because of that, we don't want him to be with other people who would be at their financial advantage, unfortunately, to, uh, for, him to, uh, for him to be dead. Bottom line is, you see by a young child, that child stays with the mother. However, let's say the child is older. How do you know that she automatically stays with the mother, that we could tell the estate that you're obligated to feed mother and daughter? Says the Gemara, Imkain, because if you're going to say that a, this girl who's a Bagaris is different, listen to Lamakim Shahid. The Mishnah should say that the husband's obligated to bring her food in the, the Makam Shehi, in the place where she is. Okay? Now, where she is, is very vague. It's not specific. So if it would say Makam Shehi, then we'll say it. There's a, some girls are going to be with the mother. Some girls are going to be with uh, a different, with, with the father's side of the family. Rather, the, but what did the Mishnah say? It says he has to bring her food where her mother lives. Vaistais, you see from that expression, is teaching us an additional idea. My top of uh, tomorrow's daf. What's the additional idea? My lamakam sheima. What does it mean? You bring it to the place where her mother lives. Shemas mina bas eitzel haim. You see from here that a daughter belongs with the mother. She lives with the mother. The estate's going to support her as long as she's with the mother, even if she's a begaras leishna gedayla the leishna ketana. There's no difference whether she's older or whether she is younger. We will hold it here for today. Bez Hashem. We will pick up with Davchav Gimel. Um, we'll pick up Davchav Gimel on Shemini Yatzeres. And then uh, Kuf Dalid will Bez Hashem do back again on Zoom. So the Zoom Chavra can uh, join us in person. Have a wonderful, wonderful Yom Tov, everybody.